0: Welcome back to Athlete My Show, guys, where we help young athletes break their mental and physical limitations so that they can achieve high performance in sports. This is episode 349, guys. I'm your host, Tola Ogunabe. Understanding in sports takes time and practice. Face your fears and learn to take risks. He's revered across the world for his skills on a Formula One racetrack. He defied severe bonds. He suffered in an accident. So return to the track just three weeks later. He's a winner of three Formula One world titles. Today on the show, guys, Austrian superstar Nicky Lauda. Now, of course, if you have been following uh, sports news over the past one week, then I'm sure that you'd have probably come across it at some point at the death of Nicky Lauda and how everyone in the racing world from Formula One to race car driving and all of those other sports paying tribute uh, to a man who attained notoriety in the sport for all of the right reasons nikki lauda was a formula one driver who drove for both ferrari and mclaren at different points in his career you see it often happens that parents don't support our dreams and i'm sure this is more prevalent over on this side of the pond in africa nikki fell into that category as well his family was wealthy so perhaps he thought, why racing? Of all the things that he could be passionate about, he was racing. So naturally, they were not going to support him. Of course, Nikki defied them, insisting on his passion for the high-speed life. After many of the preliminaries, racing in junior tournaments and competitions nikki lauda joined the march team in formula two not the month of march because i'm sure you might have been a little confused there was actually a team called march in formula two and he joined them he impressed and was promoted to the formula one team the spell did not end well but it was a learning process for him fast forward to 1974 when he joined ferrari ferrari themselves coming off a disastrous season so more or less they kind of needed uh, somebody to save them if you were going to call it that nikki lauda fitted right in in his first race with the team he finished second a sign of things to come he also handed ferrari their first grand prix victory since 1972 that season he finished fourth in the driver's standing the 1975 season was actually his coming out party despite starting the season relatively slow he picked up the pace At a point, winning 4 out of 5 races, he was crowned Formula 1 champion for the first time and helped Ferrari win the constructors' title for the first time in 11 years. The 1976 season was supposed to be a breeze. He was supposed to win it easily. It was supposed to be a formality. He had just won his first Formula 1 championships the season prior and of course he was on form. The Ferrari car was up to the task as well. The season started as many had expected with Loda dominating and leading the driver standing after he won four out of six races. But you see, tragedy sometimes happens in sports, guys, and things don't always go according to plan. At the German Grand Prix, Nicky Lauda suffered an accident on the track and his car immediately burst into flames. Due to the nature of the accident, he was trapped in the car and suffered severe burns to his face and head. He also inhaled toxic smoke, which damaged his lung. The world watched in horror. With many fearing the worst, though he was able to stand after the accident he would later fall into a coma with many fearing he would never race again not that fast though six weeks later he returned to the racing track at monza shocking the world and everyone in formula one he still had the bandages on him that covered his scars it was understandable that he didn't win the formula one championships that season as he was not at his best fully recovered however in 1977 He reclaimed the driver's championships and returned to the pinnacle of the sports. Just probably over a year since he suffered that accident. He left Ferrari after that season, after his successful spell. He signed with Brabham for two seasons, but many would rather remember his four years with McLaren, when in 1984, he won his third Formula One championship. And in process, he became the only driver to win a world championship with both Ferrari and McLaren, two of the most iconic teams in sports after his retirement he stayed involved in the sports managing teams and running his businesses as well today is your mentor guys and there are three lessons that i want you to learn from nikki loda just like i said recently passed away and of course our condolences go out to his entire family and everything that they're going through at this time and also of course, our condolences also goes out to the Formula One world who have lost a master, so to speak, if you want to call it that. You know, you watch Formula One. I was watching a Formula One race recently where Nicky Lauda was there. Of course, before uh, he became sick, had to get that lung transplant and a few of those other things. So he was a notable figure, and he was someone that everyone looked up to. Lewis Hamilton was, of course, was very, very sad when he passed away because he was one of the shining lights to him coming into the sport, and of course, one of those guys that was offering advice and saying, "Look, this is how you do it. This is not how." You do it, you know. This is how you succeed in Formula One. I've been there before you, and all of those things. The first lesson, guys, that I want you to learn from Nikki loda is understanding in sports takes time and practice. Now, you see, uh, for Nikki loda what many people have always said, you know, at that time when he was racing, when he was doing the business, was that he, he wasn't the most talented guy. But you see, his approach to the sport was what set him apart from the rest. So, when there were situations where many of all these drivers couldn't handle certain things, now, one of the mistakes that a lot of people make is that They think that there's nothing technical in formula one is it not to drive a race car and try to drive it as fast but if you know what it takes to actually control the car at that speed the kind of strength that you have to have how strong your neck muscles have to be the weight of your body alone uh, is also important that's why i see after every single race they always go on the scale to see how many pounds did i lose during that race you know to tell whether or not i'm healthy and things like that so it, it takes a lot more than you just driving down the track and racing you know and everybody thinking oh wow this must be good i would love to do it as well so for many of the other drivers who couldn't comprehend certain things what they used to do was that they would overcompensate? So let me use uh, a sport like boxing, for example. So when you see the boxers who have glass chains as they call it, you know, so uh, they probably can't take a punch. So what would then happen with some of those other athletes is that, okay, yes, I know I can't take a punch. Rather than improving that aspect of my game, then I would try to overcompensate with building so much muscle that I can punch the guy before he punches me. So rather than worrying about my jaw, rather than worrying about my inability to take a punch, uh, why don't I reverse? psychology so to speak and of course build myself so strong that i get off the first punch on the guy and of course probably he goes down before he has the opportunity to punch me but you see nicolota did things differently he tried his best to understand the deficient parts of his game the deficient parts of his driving skills and what he then did was to master it so he never overcompensated by doing something else because he always understood that every single facet of his game was important but you see what happened was that those things took time For him, because he wasn't overcompensating, and that's why that's the first lesson that I want you to learn from him. Is and you'd have heard me so many times on the podcast talk about how never completely neglect your weaknesses. Now, of course, I know that everyone wants to focus on their strengths, everyone wants to advance their strong points and where they're good at. Yes, that is great, but you see, where your weaknesses can be a point that your opponents can be a point that the enemy, so to speak, can attack you then you cannot afford to let it fall by the wayside. You have to build it up, even if it's just a little bit, to the point that it's no longer really a weakness then you've got to the point where you're beginning to understand and that's exactly what nikki lauder did so understanding your sport guys it takes time and practice understanding the things that you should work on understanding things that you should focus on it takes time and practice so i don't want you to get to the point that okay yes i understand this first lesson but it's going to actually take me time to understand so many of all these things if i don't want to overcompensate but guess what it takes time and practice and the more you dedicate to it the more you attach importance to it then of course you're going to see the required results with time so while other athletes are overcompensating guess what you are doing you are learning the rudiments you are understanding it to the point where you can then begin to use it as your advantage that's what stood Nicky lauda out in his formula one career and that's what i want you to do as well so ask yourself guys you know what are the deficient parts of my sports what are the difficulties that i'm having in my sports what are things i'm trying to still understand about my sports once you understand that guys dedicate the required time and practice to it and it will pay off mark my words guys it will pay off that's the first lesson guys that i want you to learn from nikki Lauda. second one guys is face your fears now obviously as you heard in the intro in 1976 during the german grand prix and of course formula one is a dangerous sport you know we we watch it on tv yes but i mean for the guys that are in there a few weeks ago we looked at Ayrton Senna, one of the greatest formula one drivers ever and of course he died in a car crash as well Nicky Loda was this close guys also losing his life in a car crash car immediately went up in flames and of course he was severely burnt his right the right side of his face uh, literally was almost burnt off his ears were burnt his eyelids were burnt off eyebrows you know and that part of his head as well guess what guys everyone thought that you know this guy is probably going to take some time off this guy you know would not want to do this again But guess what, six weeks later, he was back on the track. Now, of course, obviously, everyone felt like he was Superman. Everyone uh, questioned and thought that, you know, this guy must be crazy. What exactly is going through his mind that he thinks that he can make such a rapid return to the sport? But guess what? When Nicky himself was interviewed, the guy said, look, when I was going to race again for the first time, after that accident, I was absolutely petrified. And this is where the lesson is, guys. On the previous episode of the podcast, we talked about how to face your fears and why it's actually important for you to face your fears. You see those things that you're afraid of? The only way that you're going to be able to overcome them is if you face them head on. It's not about coming up with excuses. It's not about dodging. It's not about um, seeing how you can overcompensate. It's about head on Facing that fear, was Nicky Lauder afraid? Yes, he was. Was he petrified? Yes, he was. But did that stop him from getting back in the car to race again? And of course, we learned something similar when we looked at Ayrton Senna as well. And when he said, Look, the minute I see a gap in racing and I don't take that opportunity to take advantage of that gap, then I am no longer a race car driver. So he was talking about playing it safe and being on the defensive because, uh, yes, everyone knows that Formula One is a dangerous spot. Now, of course, uh, nowadays, there are more. Uh, Uh, technological advancements that protects the drivers and gives them you know so many things that prevents things that should happen back in the day from happening now you know i can't remember the last formula one casualty we had but i mean it would have been a few years but you see in the 70s in the 80s it was more prevalent but you see the lesson i want you to learn guys is that you need to face your fears you see anything that is scaring you in your sports anything uh, that is giving you the jitters so to speak the only way that you're going to be able to overcome it is to face it and of course the psychologists will always tell you this as well you see the choice that you should always go with is the one that scares you the most because that is where your growth will occur that is where your learning will improve that is where you need to face because that is what is going to build you into the person that you should become and that is the same thing guys same thing applies to sports so that team that you're afraid to play that venue that you're afraid to go to that coach that you're afraid to speak with guys the only way that you're going to be able to overcome that fear is to face it head on imagine someone almost dying and then returning to the track six weeks later. His bones were not even healed. He had bandages over his head, but he was ready to race again. He knew that the longer it took... For him to get back on the track, the more his mind would have been playing games on him and would have been telling him, look, I don't think you should do this again. What if you lost your life? This is too dangerous. And you know, some of those things that will be crossing your mind from time to time that gives you doubt in yourself, in the fact that you cannot really do this anymore. But you see, he didn't want to take that chance. He faced the fear head on, Go back into the car. Guess what happened the following season, guys? He reclaimed his Formula One title. Yes, he didn't win it that season because obviously it wasn't at his best, but the following season he reclaimed it so what fear guys are you facing in your sport what's that thing that you're afraid of uh, what's that thing that's got you worried guys i want to encourage you today you know if someone can stare death in the face uh, and come back and still smile and go again and take another chance then that thing that you're fear that thing that you're afraid of in your sport is not as bad as it seems i want you guys to absolutely face your fears that's a second lesson that I want you to learn from Nikki Lauda. And the final one, guys, is learn to take risks. Now, of course, risk in sports is no gain saying. It's something that, you know, should be the norm. But I see so many young athletes these days who are not willing to take risks. Okay, so what's the lesson you might be asking from Nikki Lauder? Now, you would have heard in the intro that his family was wealthy. I mean, his father had money. So if it was about financing him in the pursuit of his goals to become a race car driver, they could have easily done it. But because they were not in support, guess the risk that Nikki Lauder took. He took out bank loans to finance his career at the start and look how successful he went on to be now i'm not saying go out and get a bank loan but what i'm saying is that take a risk you see the risk that Nicky Lauder took was that i believe in myself i know that i can make it in this sport so this bank loan that i'm taking i'm going to repay it 10 times over because i believe in my abilities because i know what i am made of so he trusted himself and he backed himself to do well off the back of that risk that he was taking but you see there's so many risks that you are going to have to take in sports Uh, the risk to travel to a foreign country to play your sports the risk to work with a particular coach the risk to take certain chances when they become available you see there's so many opportunities uh, that you are going to be faced with from time to time in your sport that would appear in the form of risk taking you have to ask yourself the question am I good money for this? Am I somebody who can take the opportunity if everything is aligned? Then I want you to push through and actually take some risk. See, athletes get to the point where they're always in their comfort zone. So there's this tournament, for example, that is in Prague or in this foreign country that you just have this perception that it's hostile and you're not going to be able to do well. You're not going to be the best that you can be. And it's going to be a waste of time. Guess what? You don't take the risk. Okay, so this tournament comes up. Your coach invites you uh, for this local meet and you're like uh, local means why would i want to go to a local meet what exactly would that portray for me what exactly am i going to learn from that Guess what? You don't go to that local meet, but there might have been agents, there might have been people who were at that meet looking for young athletes, looking for someone uh, to take them to the next level, so to speak, in terms of the career, you see, not taking that risk might have negative effects on your career, and it's exceptionally important because you see this risk might come in different forms, they might come in different shapes. But you see, most importantly is that they would always appear like obstacles. For Nikki Loda, it was fact that his parents, his family, they were not supportive, they were not going to him that was an obstacle for him so he had two choices okay to go do something else or to see is there a way that i can work around it the way that he could work around it was to get money to finance himself so maybe he asked friends maybe he asked uncles maybe he asked people and they weren't willing to give him i'm not sure but guess what it took the route to go down the bank loan and of course rich man had so many businesses by the time he retired of course he'd have made a world of money from formula one as well learn to take risk guys you have to take risks in sports if you're going to get to the pinnacle there's nobody that you see at any point where they are that didn't at least take a particular risk at some point in time so when that thing appears like an obstacle it might actually be a risk something that's telling you you know why don't you take me why don't you try this out and of course when you take the bait and you actually take that risk then of course you know that i made the most of this and i took the opportunity when it presented himself remember i'm not saying hey go and take a bank loan and all that no but if that is what it would take for you to get to where you are and of course you believe in yourself so it's not that i don't believe in myself that i'm gonna go take a bank loan obviously uh, you know that you're just wasting your time that you say oh someone said i should take a bank loan no that's not it you believe in yourself you believe in your ability if for example before i got injured i had the opportunity to take a bank loan to finance my career i would absolutely have done it guess why because i believed in my abilities and i knew that i was so good talent wise and a few tweaks here and there would have gotten me to that point so that's the example guys that is what i'm trying to portray i my show guys episode 349 nikki Lord means gentle soul rest in peace legend in the formula one world three formula one world championship three lessons that i want you to learn from you understanding in sports takes time and practice face your fears and learn to take risks, guys. Head over to the website, guys, athletemaster.com. There's so many other free resources for you there that would help you advance your career. Break all these things that are limiting you from achieving high performance. You're going to find them there On the other website, athletemaestro.com. I also want you to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. You see, you get the episodes downloaded to your device. Immediately, they air. Immediately, they are ready. And, of course, they're there for you to listen. They're there for you to take action on. And it shows how serious you are. I also want you to leave a rating and review. Tell us what you're learning from the podcast. How it's helping you. How it's helping you improve your career. However minute it might be. What your rating and review does is that it helps more young athletes find the podcast. And know that there is a resource they can use to break those things that are limiting them in the world of sports. If you don't know how to do that, head over to forward slash subscribe. Athletemaestro.com forward slash subscribe where you learn how to subscribe and how to leave that rating and review of and Of course, if you have any questions, like I always say, send me a mail, toll up at atleitemaestro.com. I'll catch you on the next episode of the show. Remember, knowing is not enough you must apply. Willing is not enough you must do. I want you to go out there. I want you to learn all the lessons you can from Nikki Lauda today. I want you to go out there and I want you to be a maestro today and every single day.